You know, see, Paul is on to something, isn't he? The Corinthians had been blessed with extraordinary gifts, new tongues which were like infused languages, faith to move mountains, courage to accept bodily torments. But great gifts are no guarantee of a great life. Their lives together were dysfunctional. They were at odds with one another. They could speak new languages, but that didn't mean that they could actually relate with one another. They had become preoccupied with themselves and their own individual gifts and were like clanging gongs or clashing cymbals. Have you ever played a gong? I did one year in high school band. It was a lot of fun. It was a powerful instrument. You could drown out everyone with it. You could annoy everyone with it too. By itself, the gong was just loud and meaningless. Its real impact and beauty comes through being properly situated within the larger musical production. When it's tied to this, it can send shivers up and down your spine. St. Paul was on to something. If your focus is on what you have in relation to others, or what others have in relation to you, or if it's just on yourself, there's just going to be noise in your life. Noise and emptiness. I am nothing. I gain nothing, if that's the case, St. Paul wrote. Apparently, there needs to be some sort of unifying purpose that enlists our gifts and enables us to get out of the rut of self-preoccupation, which is kind of the opposite of what we're told, right? Seek solutions through introspection, looking into yourself. That's a popular approach these days. Look inside yourself and you'll find the answer. You'll get better. You'll discover who you are. But our self is a little slippery. One minute we feel one way, the next minute, well, we feel quite different. A scene from the life of Sir Thomas More comes to mind. His soon-to-be son-in-law has disavowed the Catholic faith, which only shortly before he had embraced. And St. Thomas said to him, listen, Roper, it's fun, listen, Roper, two years ago you were a passionate churchman. Now you're a passionate Lutheran. We must just pray that when your head's finished turning, your face is to the front again. <laughs> there are the words of a saintly father-in-law. <laughs> Trying to stand on herself is like trying to stand on quicksand. What we need is ground that doesn't move and isn't dependent on little old you and me. It is what it is regardless of how we currently feel. That's what we need to emerge from being circumscribed, caught within our self by being absorbed with our me. A holy and wise monk put it this way, he said that in high school, they had a professor who had a particular talent for drawing perfectly straight lines on the blackboard. One day he said to us, you ask yourselves, how can I draw such straight lines? It's very simple. He said, I put my chalk at the lower left of the blackboard and I never look at my fingers or chalk again, but only at point B, clear at the other end of the chalkboard. And automatically, it's always straight. The monk said he was right, 
And it works the same way in the spiritual life. It's not yourself you ought to look at while acting, but God. And while we concern ourselves with him, he concerns himself with us. Isn't that good? The monk gave this example from his own life. He said, when I was a novice, I often felt myself to be in good spiritual shape, at least so it seemed to me, and sometimes in much less good shape. Sometimes God seemed close to me, easy to reach like a father, a friend, and sometimes far off, cold, almost as if avoiding me. Sound familiar? I see again the place where one day during work, I stopped and told myself, God doesn't change. He isn't on good terms with me one day and another day dissatisfied without good reason. Here's what I'm going to do. When things are going well, I will say to myself, it's not going better than when things are going badly. And when things are going badly, I will say to myself, it's not going worse than when things are going well. Okay, let's try it. The first few days, things went well, and it wasn't difficult to say, this isn't going better than when things are bad. But when several days later the wind changed and things went poorly, I wanted to stick to my resolution and not without effort I said to myself, things aren't going worse in the past few days. God hasn't changed and I see nothing special on my part which could have offended him. That was beneficial for me. My faith grew stronger. He said, I found confirmation of this in the words of St. Bernard. You will ride about the vicissitudes of good and evil times with the poise of one sustained by values that are eternal. Friends, St. Paul knew the pitfalls of the human heart. Don't look at yourself. It's a trap. Look at love. Look at the one who is love itself. That's the unifying purpose which gives your gifts direction and your lives harmony. And notice, perhaps to our great surprise, that love isn't left to each individual to define. It is what it is regardless of our consent. Love is patient. That means love is not impatient. Love is kind, which means love is not mean. Love is not jealous, it is not pompous, it is not inflated, it is not rude, it does not seek its own interest. You see, love is objective, it's fixed. You can know whether or not it's present in your life and in your relationships, and whether or not you can ride above the vicissitudes of good and evil times with the poise of one sustained by values that are eternal.